I think it was in overtime, actually, when the Packers were driving. He said, I swear, Randall Cobb looks younger right now. Yeah, he got a big third like, down conversion. Yeah, and he did have that great catch. But, like, no, he doesn't. He's not very good right now. He's only had three catches for 42 yards. Raj's yep. receiving court is a pile of sticks. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Triple Threat on the Hill. Uh, recording this podcast Sunday, October 2nd, around 10 p.m. We got Sunday Night Football right behind me. Chiefs up 38-17, quite the performance from Patrick Mahomes. On Zoom with me, I have Mrs. Sean Kondraki. Sean, how you doing? Doing swell. Doing swell. How, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Getting off. We're both getting over an illness, but I think we're both at the end, the tail end of it. It's, it's, it's like a Petri this year on campus. So, so much illness going on. One of our good friends <laughs> is sick. Uh, some of our other friends are sick. It's crazy how much illness is going around. Mil- Campus's middle name is illness. <laughs> yeah, really, really. And then one of our friends who's abroad is also sick. It's just like, what are the odds of that? Like, that's crazy. But um, yeah, so as you noticed, no Kelvin today. Uh, he got too many survival picks wrong in a row, so we banished him for the pod for a week. Get the seller. Get the seller. No, not actually. Every what's, time. The real reason, what's the real reason, Sean, that uh, uh, Kelvin's not on the pod? What do you today? mean? He's terrible at picking survival <laughs> picks. <laughs> he's garbage. This has failed yes, every he had, single time, except one except week. Except one. He's one for four. He, uh, he had um, the Browns this week so yeah that's ching that's not a not a good uh not a good pick by him but we're both here you had the radio you sold a little bit low-key sell alert by you um because you didn't make your picks so your all your only pick was raider survival which by the way great job because really yeah that was cracked that was cracked Um, you're like you're like oh who are you gonna pick for survival pick someone in the four o'clock games bam raiders bam Bam. oh it's the season the Broncos are maybe the most hair pulling infuriating team in the history of football besides the Cardinals, maybe, but um, yeah. So you're one and oh with two points in the standings. We can, after next week or about quarter of the way through the season, we can update the fans on the uh, and listeners in the standings. Cause I'm sure they'll be interested in that. Um, I believe you're ahead. Well, you won't be ahead after this week. Cause you only have two points. No, we'll do, we'll do winning percentage. I just thought of it. Oh, winning you, percentage. Sold. you don't deserve it. Uh, well, well, maybe we'll do like an adjusted rating. We'll, we'll figure it out, but you still, that's okay though. Um, yeah, but of course, as always, uh, TikTok, Triple Threat on the Hill 3, YouTube Shorts, Triple Threat on the Hill. Nope, no posts last week. Uh, last week, just every, everyone was incredibly busy with midterms, but we'll try to get some content out this week on TikTok. Yeah, that's especially. why Kelvin's not here right now. We try to yeah, try just, some under the bus and mess around, but he just has too much homework right now. Just too much. Uh, the, the, the school doesn't understand. This is our real job. Like, yeah, exactly. School's supposed to be my side hustle. <laughs> Podcasting is supposed to be my my main, but it is what it is. We're making it, it is, through. We're trying to. It is we're doing our best See, over here. To be here, we're spending money, or be here on, like on campus, we're spending money. But here, we have a chance to make money. See, that's the difference in life. But yeah, no. But realistically, like, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of work. Midterms. Uh, we're gonna get a, a nice break coming up soon, but. Let's just get to uh, first. We're going to start with a little anecdote of the week. Sean, I'm going to let you begin with that. Oh, all right. So, update on the Spanish class. 
So last week I took a little bit of an L if you listen to that that episode. But so I had my midterm coming up uh, last Tuesday. My boy was was big under the weather. I, I I was not functioning, and my class usually meets at nine a.m. So I emailed the professor and was like, "All right, like I cannot, like maybe after I take my meds after a few hours, like maybe my fever is like a little tied down, but at nine a.m. I'm just not feeling it, so I, I couldn't take my test." But I have the goaded, I have the good professor, Professor Martinez, who is just like, all right, it's okay. No pasanadashan, no te preocupe. You know what I mean? He's just like, all right, you could take it a different day. So we plan to take on Friday. And then I'm studying hard, getting ready. I'm like, all right, I got to wake up early on Friday, review my notes a little bit, get ready for this test. Professor emails me at 8 a.m. I check my Gmail and he goes, yeah, I just got sick too. So actually I'm not coming in today. I'm like, ah, oh, dang, like, I guess I'm never going to take the test. Like, first I'm sick, then the professor's sick. That, that, that's that's exactly what's going on, what Daniel was uh, describing on campus right now. And I was like, oh, man, I hope I didn't get you sick, pr- professor, you know? <laughs> I was just about to ask, is it you who got him sick? Yeah, because I was in his office hours, and I told him, like, I can't take the test today. Um, sorry, I missed class. And he said, don't worry about it. Um, and I was sitting, you know, in his office, like, right next to him. So I emailed him back and said, dang, I really hope I didn't get you sick. And he said, you know, Sean, it's okay. Pretty much all my students were sick this week. So I think it was bound to happen. It's just, I was just like, ah, oh, dang, whatever. But he's just so chill. So I'm taking the test tomorrow after this airs in the morning. So wish me luck on that. Hopefully my professor, you know, rested up this weekend and did the me and got a little bit better. But what's your what's your story for the week? It's it's like he he injured his shoulder. He's a pitcher. He injured his shoulder. Just had to ice it up a little bit. Get ready to go for Monday. We wish you luck, of course, on the pod, on the test. You'll, you're gonna do just fine. Um, but as far as my anecdote this week, so I work in the alumni office uh, on campus in this internship, and my boss a couple weeks ago is like, oh, like there's this legacy family and a guy whose parents went here, and then like another relation like his like great niece, or I don't know exactly, like goes here and he's, you know, on campus this weekend to watch the Wesleyan Hamilton football game. And I'm wondering, she's like, I'm wondering if you could show him around. I'm like, I, sure. And she's like, you get paid for it too. I was like, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So from 1030 to one o'clock, I showed him and the girl who's here, her parents around campus. And it was actually kind of cool because the, the older gentleman's uh, parents, his dad went here and we found him and his uncle, you know, there's this one building actually Sean, it's where Sean lives uh, where they have old yearbooks. Um, and we found the guy's uncle, like his dad and his uncle both went here. We found both of them in the book. And so like they took pictures of it and stuff. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and they're like, wow, like that's awesome. And then like, we found out they also lived like in one of those buildings, one of the former frat houses. Um, and so that was super cool. But then, you know, we're chilling. I'm kind of like nervous because I'm talking to like a bunch of older people and I'm not a tour guide. So like, I don't know all like the historical facts that all the tour guides know. I'm just trying my best to like have a conversation with these people, but they were super nice and chill. And then like we get to the football game and the, the older gentleman, he uh, is a Wesleyan fan. He had like a Wesleyan jacket on and they, I mean, Wesleyan kicked our ass. They beat us 49 to seven, I believe. I only yeah, stayed for a little bit. It was an off game. It was an off game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're about bounce back next week. We're, we're chilling. We're chilling. But 
Um, we, uh, yeah, West team scored right away and then they scored again. And this guy was like standing up and cheering as if it was like an NFL game and his team like won the Super Bowl. And it was so funny because like he, he, he told me after he's like, is like, is it okay if I do this? Like, are people going to like get mad at me, like beat me up? And, and I was like, nah, nah, like you're good. Nobody cares here. Like nobody cares at all. And he's like, well, good because you know i'm also really old so if anyone tries to beat me up it's gonna look like look really bad for them <laughs> and i was like oh my god this guy is elite like this guy knows what he's talking about and so every time wesley would do something he'd be like let's go wes let's go wes and i just like like low-key was a little embarrassed but like it was also kind of funny because no one really cares about hamilton football here no offense to anyone that listens here that plays in a football team no offense whatsoever but it's not like it is if you were to go to i don't know university of michigan like people care so much about their football there um so yeah it was a fun fun tour and then the guy uh slipped me a 20 at the end thanking me for the uh for the experience uh so i i didn't even know if i could take it or not but like i was like oh okay like thank you very much for like your time and i hope you had fun or whatever and he's like word cool look at look at daniel looking like mariano rivera over here big closer energy getting snagged <laughs> the 20 with the handshake <laughs> closing this guy <laughs> Hey, I mean, wow, thank, thanks for the tour, man. Yeah, thanks for thanks. I should do this more often. Give me a twenty dollars tip plus the couple hours I was there. Give me like some little fifty beans, pre-tax, obviously. But uh, yeah, so that was, that was pretty fun. I was also fighting off a cold, which is not fun, but uh, it's pretty chill. But uh, yeah, we also two of us had a pretty busy week with schoolwork. But it's I think I think for football we talked way too much about life i think it, i think it's time to talk about what we came here to talk about and that is the nfl and well maybe not nba preseason because it literally just started but in the next couple of weeks we'll start um we'll start with some nba actually because it's coming up quite soon but yeah Jabari smith's already looking like he should have been the number one pick dropping also, like 20 tonight in preseason five threes also, no no big deal no big deal also Celtics one by 40 email who just saying we'll see what happens though um let's start with I want to start with I thought this was the game of the week coming in uh I don't know if it really lived up to the hype but I know obviously you're, you're an Eagles fan I actually want to start with Jaguars Eagles um Jaguars took that 14 nothing lead how were you feeling after that did you think we're, they, they were going to come back and win yeah, you know how I said Kelvin and I can't be negative on the podcast anymore because we're always such negladelphians and give off that energy. But since we're winning, we should be positive. Well, right after that, I got a text from my brother and I was updating him in the game because he was at he was about to catch a flight at an airport. So, you know, we usually talk every Eagles game. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to lose again. We suck again. <laughs> Oh, deflating, very deflating. Just the, I thought you were going to lose, too. energy just getting, like, getting the best of me when we were down 14-0. I wasn't too worried, though. Like, I wasn't uh, – it's pretty nice when your team is good because it was a nice surprise to win, but I wasn't surprised that we won. Like, I expected to be back in the game. Obviously, I didn't think we were going to get blown out when we were down 14-0. Um, but I, I just have, like, a, a general, like, calm when I'm watching Eagles games right now because – even if we lost this game, it wouldn't have been that bad. But just like when you know your team is good, things are going to work out. So it, it's been pretty nice. I've been, you know, usually football Sunday when the Eagles are playing, I'm stressed. I'm completely stressed. 
and it ruins my day if we lose. But nowadays, I'm just trying to enjoy the ride while we have an awesome team out there. Yeah, I was going to say, too, you had some major injuries coming into this game. I actually picked the Jaguars to win this game more for fun than for actually actual purposes, just because I wanted to see if n- uh, neither the Dolphins nor the Eagles would win. But I actually think Jacksonville had a chance. When they went up 14-0, I was like, oh, my goodness, like this might actually happen. You know, you had Maddox out. Was, was Slay injured as well, or was that? Yeah, Slay was out for most of the yeah, game. Yeah, Slay, Maddox, so like two corners. Um, I think Maddox is a corner. Sorry, I don't know your team so he's well. A, he's a slot corner. Yeah, a slot, slot corner. corner. Okay, and then. Uh, Jordan Mailata gets injured. Yeah, and then Samal got injured as well. Two linemen, which I don't know what their status is now. But, I mean, if they're injured, that, that's kind of a problem. Yeah, it was a huge problem. Jack Driscoll came in the game, back up uh, offensive line for the Eagles, played left tackle for us. Shout out to him. He had a great game. But the first few snaps were looking a little rough when he came in the game. It was like bull rush, and he just got pushed back pretty much every time. And our a couple of drives after my lot got injured stalled, but we were able to come back. Honestly, yeah, I felt like the Jaguars kind of missed their opportunities. You know, yeah. Trevor Lawrence throwing that interception, the red zone, them running a oh. draw on third and long when we're they're up fourteen to seven. That was kind of like waving the white flag almost to get us back mm. in the game, right. and then. Uh, just all the fumbles from Trevor Lawrence, who after this game, hot take alert, hot take alert. I'm Uh-oh. off the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon. It's not, he's not. How can I do this? It's word. a hot take. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. So I'm not even sure if I should say this, but I don't think Trevor Lawrence is ever going to be an elite quarterback. I know. I know that's an extremely hot take. Honestly, the more I think about it, probably not the best take, but today he just, you know, after watching three games of him dominating, looking a lot better with Doug Pearson at the helm, calling plays for him, and combined with his arm talent, which I've always seen is kind of why I've believed in him, he just instilled no fear when I was watching each time. Every time he dropped back, I was like, eh, like nothing nothing bad is going to happen to the Eagles right now. Like their defense is going to clamp them up. So I just feel like that eye test didn't really look too good. Also, he looked like Carson Wentz out there just fumbling the ball every time he got it. Like huge missed play or was on fourth down, I think, where he just dropped the ball as he was running. He had someone wide open or he could have ran for the first himself. And he just drops the ball because, you know, Fletcher Cox was running at him. You know, when you have a big giant, you know, Fletcher Cox, you know, running mm-hmm. at you sometimes and it's, you know, sweaty and, and big, you know, you, Sometimes you get a little nervous and maybe you can drop your ball, but like he did that three times, you know? So I, I, the, the Trevor Lawrence vibes, they're off. They're off. I don't know why Doug Peterson, maybe he just does some magic and makes second year quarterbacks look a little bit better than they are, but get him a better quarterback. Man. Wentz. <laughs> no, 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 no. You cannot say get him a better quarterback. That is an atrocious take. Get him a um, better quarterback. No, that's an atrocious take, but First of all, sus alert on the Fletcher Cox. Second of all, uh, only six quarterbacks have ever have fumbled more times than Trevor Lawrence during a game. So that was quite embarrassing. Funny enough, we were talking about how Trevor Lawrence is the uh, – he, he was like number one in the league in getting the ball out quick. Do you remember we were talking about yes. this last week? Yeah. And then the like two and a half seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. It was number one in the league. And then the Eagles, like, I guess you – Credit to Gannon, credit to the secondary for for in the linebackers, but 
he looked he looked like he was waiting around for a while on some throws. Pass rush was really good. You guys just might be elite. Uh, I think that's the only no, one no. Really so cut it. I am being extremely extremely hard on him. It's obviously just one game. Trevor Lawrence is probably a decent player, and it is a hot take in that way. But I just he did like even though the defense was playing well, he had plays to make, and so at times I know it was raining, and I know that it was a weird game. Yeah, when the rain plays to be that. made, and you're playing a good team. What you gotta do as a franchise quarterback, you can't miss your opportunities when they pop up. Because yeah, yeah, sometimes you're gonna get coverage sacked, and sometimes people aren't gonna be open. But when they are, you better hit them. And I feel like yeah. he didn't. He didn't do that well, enough. Here's the thing: you had the Hurts pick six, and then Lawrence went right down the field and scored a drive after that. It was fourteen nothing. But basically, from that point on. The Eagles dominated almost every facet of the game. Like we were talking about on the defensive side of the ball, 200, uh, was it 210 yards rushing and another key factor, time of possession Eagles, basically 40 minutes, 39, 51 Jaguars, 20 minutes and nine seconds. That has a lot to do right there. Lawrence only attempted 23 throw, uh, 23 uh, pass attempts and he only completed 11 of them. So the, the Jaguars didn't have the ball at all. The Eagles just dominated time of possession. So that's, a, that was a huge factor. And just being dominant in the run game, Sanders had an amazing game. Uh, Gainwell got into the end zone. Like, I would say I would agree with you that Lawrence missed the opportunities that he had. That pick uh, for Bradbury floated up there way too long. But they never had the ball. The defense, the defense couldn't make a stop. That's true because our run game was so dominant. And you know what's yes. crazy about the whatever 210, 215 rush yards we had is that's more rush yards than rushing yards than a. The Jacksonville Jaguars have given up in the last three games combined. Yeah, no, they the were best, awesome defense in the league. That was that was their yeah they were top five in DVOA and 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 offense and defense. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, so, but yeah, this Eagles team is insane. So, I mean, week one, what's the narrative that I'm trying to remember how we won week one? It was Lions. It was just like yeah, it was Lions. It was like cracked yeah. offense, but bad defense. Yeah, exactly. It was like defense or offense carries, you know, same almost like same as last year, but Hertz handles the blitz better. AJ Brown obviously is a great addition, awesome. has a breakout game. Uh next week it's all right, defense is trash. Like they're mm-hmm. gonna get lit up by the Vikings. They completely shut down Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. Then week three, it's all right, well, you guys can't throw the ball. You guys are only a running team. We just and absolutely then- obliterate the Redskins and just throw it deep basically every play. Then okay and then the fourth this game it's all right you guys can't score in the second half and yes the eagles have been extremely dominant and made most of their money in the second quarter, second quarter where yeah, they the have Warriors. like the biggest point differential in nfl history through four games in the second quarter it's actually insane yeah it is like the where the warriors in the third quarter but you can't score in the second half oh guess what we did and we rushed for the most yards on the best rushing defense in the league so each game the eagles have played they've won in a different way because they're just a balanced, almost indestructible team right now. Um, and it's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, let me see here. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I was looking at like every position. There's no holes on the roster. Like I was, I was trying to tell people like, um, well, not, if, biggest... not if, not if my lot and Sam Mala are out, then there's holes. Yeah. But, our but I'm saying as still... constructed, no injuries. I would agree. Right. I would agree. Our offensive line still played well even after they went out. And then, yeah. like, our biggest – the Eagles' biggest uh, maybe question marks coming in, quarterback, linebackers, 
Safeties. Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate. Linebackers, Kaiser White and uh, TJ Edwards have been amazing. Honestly, they've been uh, like definitely above average a linebacker group. And then safeties, Marcus Epps and um, Garner Johnson. Garner Johnson, he, he, he's still adjusting the safety position. He hasn't, he's had a couple rough instances, but even that position where we were expected to be below average for the league, I would say we're above because Marcus Epps is playing like a top 10 safety right now. So I, I can't think of any position right now where the Eagles are below average or have a major hole in their roster. It's insane. And it's completely underlooked. We're such a well-balanced team. The only thing is maybe special teams where our punter just kicks it to, for a touchback every time and can't down inside the 20 or on kickoffs and punt returns. <laughs> Brent Covey, who I like, but he just gets lit up on every single play and get, can't get any return yards, which sucks. But other than that, it's looking good. Hey, I mean, Sipos did get one inside the 20 today, but one touchback. But yeah, no, I, also, I, I agree. Really, Especially team's not great. I really appreciate the meme of Doug Pearson giving Jason Kelsey his jacket at the end of the game. Jason Kelsey's like, you got to give me your jacket. And Doug sure. was like, okay. Uh, he just kind of like takes it off while he's talking to him, gives it to him. See. And all the old players just like talking back to Doug Peterson, him getting cheered by the crowd. I love that. I love that. Doug Pearson, definitely a Philly hero. Philly hero who is ushered out after uh, um, purposely uh, taking out his starting hey man, It was unfortunate that Carson Wentz nearly destroyed his career, you know? But, you know, oh. Carson Wentz, he got the reaction he deserved, and Doug Pearson got the reaction he deserved. <laughs> All right. Well, Eagles moved to 4-0, only undefeated team in football. They get the Cardinals next week. Uh, I'll, I, I mean, I'll, we'll probably touch on the Cardinals. They won, but still a disaster. Uh, regardless but I want to move to probably I thought that was game of the week like had potential this one we're about to talk about it was probably the game of the week uh Bills Ravens you have the two superstar quarterbacks can do it all through the air and on the ground Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen Ravens versus Bills in Baltimore sloppy weather in this game too Bills coming off a really tough loss where all their players died of heat stroke uh in Miami um, and then Ravens gutting out a win against my Patriots uh, in, New, uh, in Foxborough. Uh, so projected to be a really good game. I would say it lived up to the hype. And the Ravens blew another lead. What, uh, what factors went into that? Every time. They're all, they always blow. That's two in a, that's two in a it's row because, at home. It's because they make Lamar Jackson have to do everything. Like the running game, it was looking good in the first half. And then the second half, the running game just disappeared and was shut down and then they had a few turnovers Lamar Jackson had that interception yeah but they went for it that was probably the, the play of the game that decided the game no 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 I was talking about the other interception yeah before that before that uh it's two interceptions I can't remember what the other one was it was like it was, it was like a tip pass I'm pretty sure did it did he throw yeah. it off someone's helmet or was that somebody else yeah 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 he threw it off oh that was him helmet. okay he threw it off his own lineman's helmet or something all right yes 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 okay that was him got it the ravens just can't get out of their own way like first it, half they're beastly second half <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know what to say it's not just one thing they just come out flat it's odd because it's a combination of the run game not working and the defense just collapsing. We know all the injuries they have on that side of the ball. You saw Marcus Peters today, if you're watching the game closely, absolutely melt down 
for reasons I have no idea, but he was yelling on the sideline. You know, obviously for me, it's fuck the Ravens because they always injure our players. So I'm happy they lost. I'm very happy they lost. John Harbaugh, he's seen as this nice game. No, he's a piece of shit. He, he, he's a piece of shit. But going back to like act, the actual game, like, yeah, like I said, it's a combination. Like, Dobbins had 41 yards, Justice Hill had 45 yards. So that's 86 and then Ricardo. So that's like 90 yards other than Lamar. You would think that'd be enough to win a game, but Lamar's still taking the brunt of a lot of these carries. Maybe too much, you may argue. Um, and they just, they came up short. Like I said, the interception, questionable call going for it. But we were kind of talking about it. Down three, give it to Josh Allen with a few minutes to go. Like he was balling that second half. Like that's where he made his money. Ravens were up 17 at one point and it, and it got down all the way to, to being tied at 20 a piece. I don't hate the call. I don't hate the, like, I don't hate the call. I hated the play call. It was like roll right. I, whenever, whenever you roll right and cut off half the field, I automatically hate that play. I hate when teams do this because you, you shut off half, like you create your, you make your space even less. And so more crowded defenders are there. And that's to me, it just never works. Like think, Think Matt Ryan. Uh, you'll like this one. Think Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, NFC Divisional Round. You know, what I'm talking about you roll right through the Julio. Yeah, yeah the guy. Jalen Mills playing out head, Julio Jones. Yeah, Jalen Mills sucks. He's also out today for the <laughs> Patriots. We'll talk about the Patriots game too because it's actually very interesting. Um, not really upset about it. But I'll I'll say why. But I just hate the rolling left. Well, Lamar definitely forced that throw. I guess it is fourth down, so it's not really a big deal. But. I still think the Ravens are going to win the North. They just need to clean up some things, get healthy on the defensive side of the ball. Um, That's the thing. They're still an amazing team. Right. With a good quarterback and a good head coach. But you know what they're missing? They don't have that, like, X-factor receiver. I know Mark Andrews is kind of insane. He had that insane moss where it, that should, definitely should have been a pick by whatever oh, yeah, yeah. Bill's well, defense Duvernay caught was. it, but it was his doing. Yeah, because he completely ball, yeah. mossed the guy and just brought it back and basically, like, handed it to, like, he handed it to Duvernay in the air, basically. Yeah, um, that was awesome. So, Mark Andrews is a beast, but honestly, they don't have that go-to guy no. when they need someone on fourth down. And it's they don't have that for, as a running back, and they don't have that for receiver. I know Rashad Bateman, they were high on him, and they wanted to be this X-factor, not he had there. a lot of drops today. Yeah. And he didn't play that well. Obviously, like Duvernay had some good plays, and Bateman wasn't all bad. He's still a good player, but he's just not that um like dominant wide receiver like Josh Allen could always go to where he has Stefan Diggs or Jalen Hurts has, you know, AJ Brown. They just don't have that this year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say that Lamar, the way Lamar plays, he doesn't need a big time receiver in that in that sense but i would say that playing in the nfl these days you need that type of receiver we talked about in the pod last week eagles dolphins trade for a star wide receiver three and out. we did like we said about our project wide receivers are more and more important and if you don't have an elite one you're not going to win the super bowl you're not going to touch the super bowl then cooper cup last year um so Maybe they go out there. I mean, they traded Hollywood Brown away, who I think really wasn't a good fit for them. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't good anyway. <laughs> well, no. I mean, he's, he's done pretty well for Arizona. Despite their incompetence, he has had, he's put up good stats for that team. But maybe they, they, they think about, okay, if this, we really believe in this team, do we feel that we should trade for someone at the deadline? Well, now, who's available? That's a you know, 
that would be a good that would, that's a good question but yeah we'll have exactly. to see about that but as I far as the bills oh wait go ahead go ahead sorry i just want to go back to the decision on fourth down fourth and goal because i feel like we glossed over that a little bit too much that to me the more i think about it yes at first my gut reaction was all right i don't hate the play call obviously you're trying to win you don't want to give josh allen you don't want to leave the ball in josh allen's hands i understand that but how can you not take the field goal there? Like the more I think about it, the more it's pretty bad to not take the field goal because yes, even if Josh Allen is cooking in the second half, like you still, you could still make a goal line stand. If you kick a field goal, like the yeah, Dolphins, Dolphins made goal did it last week. Yeah, they did it last week. Yeah. Obviously Josh Allen missed the throw. So they got a little bit wide lucky. open. Yeah. It was lucky for sure. But like, because if you don't get it, which is what they did, you're basically giving the game away since the yeah. Bills only need a field goal. And you see what they did. They just kneeled at the one-yard line and then kicked the field goal and won the game. They could have done that at the 30, the 20, the 10. They could have done that at the 35. Um, so you're only – like if you don't get that touchdown, you basically lose the game no matter what. Whereas if you get the field goal – I don't know. I just feel like it sends a bad message to your defense, especially too. I know people are injured, but like you're telling me the defense didn't get a little bit upset when he did that and feel a little bit defeated because you're it's such a high risk, high reward play. Yeah, that's true. I, I personally disagree with that because even if you, if you go for it, like it's always damned if you do damned if you don't. Cause like if they get the, the touchdown, and they're up seven points. Obviously, maybe it would have been a different uh, result, but Josh Allen went right down that field. They probably would have scored a touchdown as well. Um, so you're kind of put, you put the pressure on them by going for it. And if you don't get it, it's like, all right, you probably lost. But if you do get it, you most likely win. Most likely win that game. But also the fact that if the Ravens, uh, Bills go down and score a touchdown, you're, you're going probably going to overtime. So I don't hate the play. I, I just didn't like that they rolled right and they left Lamar kind of on an island and he had to throw it. That's hit. true. See, I feel like the Ravens, they do always uh, take like the analytical route or like the high variance route where they try to be aggressive. And that's not a bad thing at all. Like I could, even though I don't agree with it, I could probably, I could understand your point of view. Like you want to give Lamar Jackson a chance to win the game. But it seems like oh, every yeah. time they... you want your best player to give you a chance to win the game. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. But it seems like every time they do that, they always like mess it up. <laughs> like they call the wrong play sure. or they just don't get the conversion that they need, which is kind of mm. like the story of their team. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they just haven't been able to close games. That's been their story so far this year. But going into the Bill side, Bill's side real quickly, Josh Allen looked very mortal uh, for that first half. Then he, you know, clicked. Uh, starting in the second half had an insane rushing touchdown where you just like drag three guys into the end zone it's just like only only he can make that play his escapability is like next level it, it's like he's superman <laughs> we had that one play where he they added an extra defender to watch for the bootleg but then he shows like his hand as if he handed oh, yeah, it off yeah. and gets the guy and makes the guy miss anyway because he confuses him. <laughs> yeah, he just the sh the stuff that he comes up with in the moment. I forgot we could curse. Like the shit that he comes up with in the moment is just so advanced that it's just his world, and we're just living in it. You know? 
it's like fifth grade recess stuff. Like, uh, all right, I'm going to drop the ball and then pick it up and then run to the left and then juke a guy and then go jive into the end zone. Like he had a play at third and six where he fumbled the snap. It was a really low snap, but he fumbled it, picked it up while he was still running and gained five yards. And then they, like, so there was only fourth down and one. I don't remember if they kicked a field goal or whether they went for it, but it was just like only he does that. Right. It's and also keep in mind that this was a game between two teams who both had injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Remember the bills also Micah Hyde out for the year, lots of other injuries, including, including that. So both teams were kind of on a level playing field in that sense where they're both defenses were banged up. The, the bills might even have it worse than the Ravens and they still came out with a win on the road. So good for them. Bills will not, will not and should not be number one in the power because it should be the Eagles. Um, but they're definitely top three. In my I'd say they're two now because we were talking about at halftime when the Ravens were up 20 to three. Oh, you know, those with their injuries, they're looking like mere mortals right now. And then they just win the game that they need. to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. whatever. You, yeah, you guys are good. You guys are good. Facts. But uh, I don't know who either of those teams have next week. I haven't looked it up, but I want to get to Patriots Packers because this is honestly a good game. I know you were doing your stupid comp side. Uh, during this, but I watched the whole game with some of my friends from home. And I mean, Zappy Nation was going wild, the Zappy season. Um, what, what, what do we think of, what do we think of, of Zap? What do we think of Zap? All right, all right, all right. He's Zap. No, uh, he was, he was okay. I, I mean, uh, like, realistically, I didn't expect a lot of coming from this game. Green Bay, nine and a half point favorite coming in, in Lambeau. Last time we went to Lambeau, we lost with Brady. Um, I didn't expect anything. I picked Packers as my survival pick. I expected the Packers to blow them out. And when you expect bad things to happen, if they do happen, you don't get disappointed by them. I'm just happy we're not 0-4. Like I said, me and my friends were saying, I expected to go 0-4. Our first four games were against the Dolphins, the Steelers, who at the time we thought were still good, the Ravens and the Packers. That's four really tough games. And, and the Steelers game was at Heinz Field. Well, it's no longer Heinz Field, but at Pittsburgh, which is always a tough place to play. So I really expect to be one uh, oh and fourth. So to be one and three, not the worst thing in the world. Mac Jones recovering from the injury. Um, honestly, probably should be two and two this week and last week. Probably should have won one of those, but can't complain. This is kind of a lost season just to test things out. Uh, we're not making the playoffs at all. As far as this game goes, um, I had a lot of fun watching Zappy, but basically we just ran the ball the entire time. If you look at the stats, Harris was great. Stevenson was pretty good. Uh, just hand the ball off, let the offensive line, everyone but Isaiah win, who sucks, um, who got benched. Let the offensive line do the work. Keep the ball. Don't let Rodgers have the ball. By the way, Rodgers was really bad today. Um, he had a 38.2 quarterback rating. For reference, oh, Zappy had a 15.9. Um, <laughs> horror had a 32 horror exited the game with a with a i think it was a head injury or something um harris had 86 rushing yards stevenson 66 born on a 15 yard uh, end around i don't know i was kind of encouraged by this game we probably should have won and i was really upset that we punted on fourth and five in green bay territory because like basically punting it to rogers with only needing a field goal is basically just handing them the win so I, I really didn't like that call. Also, yeah, you, guys, hated... you guys lost. We you guys should have won that game. And we, we, we punted them the we game. We lost the game away on that one for we sure. Pun- we literally and figuratively 
punted the uh, the game away. But also, I hated how first down run, second down run, third down throw. It should have been first either first down play action or second down throw because it was third and I think it was third and five. Like the Green Bay knew, okay, they're probably not going to run it. And, and Zappy, like, he kind of has a shit arm. I don't know if you watched some of the plays. His arm wasn't great. I was not impressed by the arm strength at all. If you if you think Mac Jones has a weak arm, this guy was even worse. But some bootlegs and some plays, he, he found some receivers deep, uh, had a touchdown throw. I, I, I had a lot of fun watching this game. I'm not too upset they lost. But Rodgers looked terrible. This has more to do with Green Bay absolutely almost selling the entire bag than us uh, – playing better than we're like the Patriots are, I would say a, a pretty good one in three team. I think the best one in three team in football with the toughest schedule so far. So I'm not worried about it. And then next we get, listen to this schedule going forward. I think there's some wins coming and also our defense played great. Only allowing 27 points to the Packers. Um, it honestly should have been less, but our schedule may, moving forward lions at home. At the Browns with no Deshaun Watson still. Home oh, against the God. Bears. At the Jets. Oh home against the Colts. Home against the Jets. At the Vikings. And then it gets a little harder. Home against the Bills. And then, but I'm saying like these next five games yeah, are all very winnable games. Can you guys still make the playoffs? Games. You guys could still no, no, make no, no, the no, playoffs. No, 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 no. We're not making the playoffs. But there's some winnable games coming forward. And if we could get to, I don't know, three and four four and five by the time Mac Jones comes back. You know how weak some of these teams are in the NFL, like especially the NFC, not so much the AFC. There's some really weak teams in this league. And if the Patriots could get hot, not saying we're going to make any noise, but there's a chance with that, that weak schedule. Oh, man. I mean, you, this is just the type of game that you guys are so good at making it a game. When you're against like all odds and you just make it some weird game where you just – hand the ball off all the time and make Rodgers look like a mere mortal. It's so, it's yeah, so he, he weird. He missed you know? many throws. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. There's just some like extra like jujitsu that Bill puts on the other team, <laughs> some spell he casts to make them play bad when he has a garbage team to make it a like, close game. Um, also, Bailey Zapp sounds like a comic book character yeah, that does, I would does, see yeah. with electricity powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he has a noodle arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a fucking noodle for an arm. Like, I'm not sure how well that fits like... in with his ca- comic book character, but yeah. <laughs> what about his speed? What about his speed? Got any speed? Uh he was okay. I don't think he. I don't think he tucked and run. He, he never ran the ball. No, nah, he didn't run the ball once. Also, one thing I was kind of uh, he, he yeah he didn't see the rush coming, and he <laughs> he got strip sacked right at the end of the half. But then our rookie corner Jack Jones from Arizona State picked off Rodgers and took it to the house to give us the lead at the halftime. That was awesome. If Zappy just didn't fumble that, we would have had a bigger lead at halftime. We outplayed them the first half completely. We really outplayed them for most of the game. It was just our lack of, I don't want to say talent, but just lack of like firepower on offense. That really cost us this game. Um, but like you said, like just, just think, just think, go back to 2020, 2020 Jalen Hurts. And you're playing against the, who was really good in 2020. Uh, we were playing against the Packers, which you did play against and you lost. Think you about that. Was, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, you lost. I, I remember. I remember this game. 
just think like that where your offense isn't very good. Your defense kind of keeps you in the game. If I remember it was a one possession game before that Aaron Jones touchdown, but um, that's what it it reminds me of in in a way for, for like for you to understand is that you're not supposed to win this game. You definitely could have won this game, but it would have been very interesting. Also, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that anecdote if it didn't happen, if that happened, but uh, Rogers just made like just enough plays. Like if he was playing, against Brady last week and he played like that, the Packers would have lost. There's no way the Packers would have won that game. But they were playing an inferior opponent with an inferior quarterback. So I can't get upset about that. So how do we feel about the Packers? Are they a good team? Because I'm looking at the receiving core, and I heard on the broadcast, who's on the broadcast team again? I forget. That was Nance and Roma on the game. Yeah, I think it was, was it Nance who said Randall Cobb looks younger right now? Yeah, I, I swear if, it was either Nance or Romo, and usually Nance says something more dumb. So I'm no offense, but <laughs> really, I feel like Romo like like will say something, and people are just like oh. actually, yeah, Romo Romo puts himself out there. All right, well, one of them said like in the, I think it was late in the fourth, what time is expiring, or I think it was in overtime actually when the Packers were driving. He said, "I swear, Randall Cobb looks younger right now." Yeah, he had a big third like, down conversion. Yeah, and he did have that great catch. But, like, no, he doesn't. He's not very good right now. He's only had three catches for 42 yards. Rogers' yep. receiving core is a pile of sticks. It is. Put together. It is. And, he's, and he's trying to make, a, like, a fire with, like, two sticks trying to rub it together, basically. Right. And that's the offense. So we got I'm gashed not... on the ground, too. Yeah. 200 yards I... rushing. Um, Jones had 110. Dylan that's true. Their, their, rushing game was, their rushing game was very good. But how do you feel about their team? Because right now. <sighs> I didn't like what I saw. I exactly, will tell you that, exactly. but it could be just a one-time thing. I think our defense is really actually pretty good. Uh, we didn't true, look good true. last week against Lamar Jackson, but we held two in check for the most part, other than that Waddle touchdown. Uh, Steelers, we, we dominated. I mean, Trebekis just terrible. We'll talk about that Steelers game in a minute. Um, and then last week they got gashed, but this week they were good. The, the 27 points, like if you didn't watch the game and you saw the score, you'd be like, oh, like, Eh, they lost, but I would have been like, no, their defense played great. Offense didn't really give them a chance. You know, offense actually even played better than I thought they were going to. Zappy had a couple of nice drives, a couple of really good throws. Also on our touchdown, the play clock hit zero and the rest didn't call it. So we also got bailed out on that one. Um, but overall, like I said, big picture, got a bunch of winnable games coming up. I wouldn't be discouraged by this loss if I was New England. Of course, you want to win every game, but otherwise it's, it is what it is. It was a good game. Good game. All right, let's move on to um, – I want to talk about Thursday Night Football because I just – we got to talk about Tua. We got to oh, talk God. about the game. <sighs> you know, Dolphins 3-0 going into into Cincinnati. Cincinnati got their first win the week before. They were 0-2 prior to that. I picked the Bengals. I was smart, although, honestly, if Tua didn't get hurt, who knows what it would, who, what would happen, but – Gosh, the Dolphins. How, how is this sell of the year candidate by the Dolphins? Yeah, I love their team and I almost don't want to root for them anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. This is awful. I mean, the guy already got fired. The consultant who examined his concussion, examined Tua Tungvalu's concussion, has already been fired as of yesterday on Saturday, um, whatever, October 1st. So. Yeah, I think it, it, it might be sell of the year. I mean, is he going to play? 
again soon i, I, I kind of don't we don't want know to. there's been no update for for based on how bad it looked live people were more just worried like is he okay as a person because that was a brutal to watch i mean the memes were funny when they were just saying oh it's just his back but then when they got that second hit on thursday night football it was like the world stopped <laughs> and usually you don't see i mean social in Social media, people get mad, and sometimes, but it's usually double-sided. This one was just, fire everybody on the Dolphins. <laughs> like, yeah, it was pretty It was pretty bad. Like, you saw him get up against the Bills and then fall back down, and you had that neurosurgeon, um, I forget his name, but he, a couple hours before the game, he tweeted out and said, I'm a neuro, you know, neurosurgeon, and I think, you know, based on the concussion that Tua suffered against the Bills, if he goes out there and gets a second concussion, his career might be over and his life might be over. Like getting two concussions in five days can kill the average person. Like not saying it will, it would, but it's entirely possible. And you saw the vicious hit he took. It swung to the ground. His head went right down, and you saw his fingers and just the way they were positioned. And it was just a very scary sight. Whoever that happens to, whether it's a quarterback or, uh, you know, a special teamer, you, you know, you, you, you know, you, you tense up a little bit and you, and it really makes you think about life and like how scary, how scary the game of football can really be. And it was, it was really sad to see, but as far as the actual game goes, Bengals pulled out the win. Did you think like after Tua got hurt that there was no chance they were going to pull off that game? With, I would with Teddy say Bridgewater? that because- because the bank, Teddy Pritchard isn't a terrible backup quarterback. No, he's not. He's not. He's not at all. He's very so confident. I, I think honestly they're fine. Like they could, um, like he could he could handle being the captain of the ship for a little bit. He could keep it afloat. Um, I didn't think they were out of the game because the Bengals have shown to be pretty inept this season. Honestly, I don't really like the direction their team is going, even though they did win the game and they, you know, they had some explosive plays. But I mean. Joe Burrow just getting no help out there. Like the offensive line is a big pile of hey, garbage. Only only sacked one time though. You have to take that into account. One time. Hey, that's true, but it's probably pressured like ten times. I, I bet if I found this game, they were a lot better. I agree. This game, they're a lot better, yeah. but yeah, just something wrong is going on over there. Well, yeah, they, the Bengals really won that game on the T Higgins long pass. The Jamar Chase long pass late, and then also the Tyler Boyd long pass. They really won this game on three plays, those long passes. I mean, that's that's what they usually do. Like, when they were right. at their best last year, that's all they did, which is get chunk plays when they needed it, and they would just chuck the ball deep down the field to Jamar, T. Higgins, or Tyler Boyd, or whoever it was. So they did have that flash of, like, okay, we we can do what we did last year. But honestly, they still can't run the ball. Joe Mixon had two and a half yards of carry. Like, oh, brother. That's, yeah, not great. That's, not great. That's terrible. Right. Um, also, yeah. as far as the uh, the Dolphins go moving forward, like like you said, Teddy Bridgewater is very competent. Remember when he was with New Orleans that one year when Breeze was injured and he had, like, such a good stretch that people were like, oh, like, someone's going to give him a bag. Like, no, he's not that good. I'm a little worried that the identity of the Dolphins' offense is big and explosive plays. And I just don't know if you can do that with Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback. When people said he couldn't do it with Tua. Well, that's tr- did it. true, but he was a starter in a fifth overall pick for a reason. 
Teddy Bridgewater not. So I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just worried that it won't happen. First of all, as a Jalen Waddle fantasy owner, I'm concerned. But just as, you know, if I was a fan of the Dolphins, I'd be just a little bit concerned. What's the game plan? We have three pretty good running backs. Do we focus on running the ball more? Do we focus on short passes, screen passes, or do we continue what we were doing with Tua? I don't think that's going to work personally. In that sense, you'd have to change the identity of the offense. That's true. I think they might have to adjust, but this is where Mike McDaniel is going to have to make his money. Everyone was saying, you know, I've loved his start so far as head coach, except for the way he handled to his concussion protocol. I feel like like he he himself is not getting enough flack for that because he's the head coach. So you can't just be sending players back in the game. Um, Like, I get it's the medical staff, but it's also you. But yeah, this is where he's got to make his money. He's got to keep the explosive plays coming with Teddy Bridgewater and let's see if he could do it. Because right now, Dolphins, I mean, they're three and one. They're still they're still first in the division. Um, I don't know. Does the does the handling of Tua's concussion protocol just signify their owner as garbage? Because they had all that investigation with Brian oh, Flores right. over right. the offseason. And honestly, honestly, a lot of the fans have stuck up for him from what I've seen. Like the majority I, I mean, I know it's Miami, Florida, but like I don't think they think of him as a bad owner, but I don't know. I don't know about their leadership, man. I don't know about their leadership. It, it's it's shaky. It's shaky. There there there's a little there's a little um smoke there, if you will. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but I would say that it was a poor handling um of the situation on all accounts from the top down. Um, but as far as who do they get next? We don't know how long Tua is going to be out for. Um, we'll probably find that out soon. They get the Jets next week. Jets are two and two, surprisingly. I mean, they got Zach Wilson back. That's the next game. The Jets aren't a real team. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, was that that, that me that said that? Yeah. Oh, because you picked Ravens survival week one. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, then they get the Vikings, which would be a good game. Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns, Texans, Jesus. So, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but I'm not pressing the panic button, actually. I think they have a good scheme around them. And like you said, Mike McDaniel's going to earn his money with these next few weeks without Tua. But moving along to the last game we're going to talk about in depth, and then we're going to finish up with Meme of the Week, which will incorporate some of your other games. Um, I want to talk about Jets-Steelers because Jets came out with a dub. Steelers switched their quarterback. Steelers fans were happy, even though they took the L. But... What was your impression of this game um, today? That the Jets are a real team. <laughs> uh, way to clown me. <laughs> um, I think this game was what you expect from watching a Jets-Steelers game, except for the outcome. I think the Jets surprised some people. They got that game-winning drive. It was pretty nice, honestly. And they pulled it out late again in another game. Um it was it was kind of a fun game to watch. There's a lot of I mean not in the beginning, I wouldn't say. Not in the beginning. Towards the end, towards the end. I mean, there were a lot of turnovers. Six, so there six were total. there were some highlights there. Yeah. Um in terms of the offense, uh, that's not what you expect. A, yeah. a lot of turnovers, a close game at the end, um a final drive to win the game. That's all that's all you can really ask for from two teams like this. So, I, I had fun that's watching this point. game. No, that's a good point. It was basically even in time of possession 
almost 30 apiece, 30-01 to 29-59. Um, Zach Wilson came back from injury, caught a touchdown. We'll talk about that actually later. Um, looked, it's, you know, I had two interceptions. It looked okay. Uh, but the Steelers just got like uh, Trubisky. You saw last week with Pickens on Thursday Night Football how mad he was that that Trubisky didn't give him the ball. Like, you know, the Steelers players, especially the receiving core, are just so mad that even an incompetent, fat Big Ben Roethlisberger is better than Mitchell Trubisky. Like, that just tells you a lot about uh, Trubisky. But they finally made the switch, and <laughs> Pickett was not very good today, if you look at the stats. But I thought and he did have three interceptions, which was not great. But I, <laughs> but he does have 100 per, uh, 100% completion percentage, 10 completions to Steelers players, and three completions to Jets players. So <laughs> the ball has never touched the ground on a uh, Kenny Pickett pass so far in the NFL. But I honestly, grass. I, I he never touched his grass. But um, they actually got the run game going a little bit. Najee Harris actually averaged over four yards a carry. Um, Pickens had a good game. There's just too many turnovers um, by them. And then, like you said, it's just like a classic, like two mid teams and one of the mid teams goes down to the scores and a game winning touchdown. It's just, it's just very classic in that sense. But all right. The one thing I didn't get was why true Bisky get benched in this game out of all games. He had the best you... throw I've ever seen him make. Yeah. Even though yeah it, but it was count. so incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. He, he threw well, it was like, what would you call it? Maybe like a post route back end zone. Yeah. Deontay Johnson almost makes one of the best catches ever, but his toes too big. His left toes too big. And he fits in between two defenders. Like I never even seen him attempt to throw like that, let alone make it. And then he got benched right after that. <laughs> Which that's is a, okay. I understand what you're saying, but if you think about it from a fan's perspective, last week they were in uh in Cleveland. Don't you think that first round rookie quarterback? local hero kid, you know, University of Pittsburgh, you're going to want to put him in when you're at home, right? Would you? 100%, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, okay, their next home game is, so Mike Tomlin's thinking, okay, you know what, let's say, maybe, maybe subconsciously he was thinking, yeah, maybe he wasn't actually thinking that, but they play at Buffalo, and then they play at home against Tampa Bay the next week. You know, if they're getting beaten by Tampa Bay by a million, it's not necessarily the best for the kid to go in there. I guess he, uh, Mike Tomlin thinks, okay, let's let's put the kid in. It's a close game. It's a winnable game. Let's see what he can do. And that's exactly what happened. And he he shined in sometimes in some parts of the game at two rushing touchdowns. And he you know he had the rookie mistakes with those three interceptions. But I'll be curious to see if they start him next week. They probably should. Um, but I will see I, what they do. I will say, um, Steelers games will be a lot more fun to watch now that he's in. Because you could just see the difference in when he got in the game. Everyone was a little bit more excited. The offensive line was more ex- – it seemed like the offensive line wanted to block a little bit better. The wide receivers wanted to get open a little bit more. Um, everyone was picking him up even if he made a mistake. On that interception right after he th- – it was his first throw um, on that post drive where he gets picked and it's basically like an arm punt. I forget which offensive lineman goes up to him and just taps him on the shoulder and says like, nah, like, we're you're here good, you're you. good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he tried, at least he tries to push the ball down the field. Like his completions, he was pushing the ball down the field. I like Trubisky, who's checked down God over here. So their <laughs> games are going to be so much fun to watch. Um, and again, my defensive player of the year pick, 
Mika Fitzpatrick with another interception, who Almost also should have had, yeah, should have had a pick six, but it is what it is. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, but as far as the Jets go, no one thought they'd be two and two. They get their starting quarterback, the supposed franchise quarterback back. He's crazy to think that they're two and two. But like like you said, like they got a pretty solid offense as far as skill position players go. Brees Hall had another good game. Yeah, their skill back-to-back position weeks. players are very underrated. Brees yeah, Hall's Corey been Davis, good. Elijah Corey Moore. Davis is good. Elijah Moore. They have speed. They, yeah, they have some good skill position players. Well, I mean, of course. We were talking about the Jags last week and being so high up in the draft order every single year, you're going to accumulate a lot of talent. And it's the same thing with the Jets. You're so high in the draft, you accumulate a lot of talent. And this is what's happened and what's the result of it. But uh, obviously, they're still not a good football team. But the B2-2, and Jets fans should be really happy about this. Uh, Normally, they'd be 0-4. I mean, right now, I feel like... Jets fans are probably celebrating as if they won the Super Bowl or something, being right, two and exactly, two out of exactly. the first four games. When's the last time that happened? Probably like five years ago. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, 2015, they almost made the playoffs. That's the last time I remember them being somewhat good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the those are the games we really wanted to get to. So now <laughs> let's uh let's end it. We're about at an hour, which is perfect. So let's get to meme of the week real uh real quick, and then we will sayonara. So I want, I'll, I'll let you start. All right, what should I submit? Here, going off the Jets game, I'll submit the Zach Wilson Philly special. I can't believe they ran it. I can't believe it actually worked. How could you still get fooled by that as a defense? You're an idiot. Zach Wilson, looking like Nick Foles out there. His hand, his his, his arm, eh, we're, we're not too sure about that yet. Accuracy is still a little lacking. But his hands, put him at wide receiver more. He's not like Tom Brady. He doesn't drop the Super Bowl away. He's Nick Foles catching Shut it for up. a touchdown and doing and doing the gritty afterwards. Is that what he did? Yeah, it was kind of cringe, but it was Yeah, it was, it, it was definitely too. cringy. He had no rhythm. He was just like, you know, general white guy, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. His hands are goaded. <laughs> Pause. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that was really funny. And the, and Braxton Barrios threw him the ball. They got they got some good chem. So that was that that was hilarious. But it's just so crazy how like I remember watching you ever seen like the origin of the Philly special with that high school coach? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's just everybody runs it and it works so often because no one expects the quarterback to roll out um and catch a pass. So no one's ever on the quarterback. I, I hope the Jets actually ran it legally, unlike the Eagles. But uh <laughs> look at this guy. Look at this guy. Being a square. I mean, I mean you literally have a shirt that shows an illegal play, but that's fine. Um, my meme, I want to submit DK Metcalf for meme of the week. Apparently he's injured, according to one of my friends. But during the game, he was completely healthy in that crazy, crazy, wild, no defense, I'm going to not show up today kind of game, 48-45 Seahawks win. And we noticed during the game, Oh man, like DK Metcalf, he's being carted off the field. Like, oh crap, like he's injured. Like, sure, a lot of fantasy owners are not gonna be very, very happy about that. Nah, he just he just pulled the Paul Pierce. He just had to use the bathroom. He had to take a nice fat shit. And so that's my meme of the week because who the heck does that other than Paul Pierce? Like the funniest part it's was all, like it's cool crazy doing football as well. You have to get the whole cart and get a car off the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. Usually people get cart off the field. Everyone's looking at them really bad. and trying to shake their hand or give them a high five or trying to make sure they're okay right. because they basically just died and it's very right. serious. And he's just right. over here thinking about, dang, I can't wait to I can't wait to get in that bathroom. 
mess it up. There you go. Yeah, no, but it was just so funny because you look like, and you look on t- Twitter and you're like, hashtag DK Metcalf. And then you see Field Yates tweeting saying, oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, DK Metcalf. Like, uh, he's not injured. He just has to use bathroom. You're like, what? Like, what, in what universe are we in that he has to use the bathroom during the game? Not only does he have to use the bathroom, but he needs the cart. Like, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what the heck he had for dinner the night before or for breakfast, but like, Jesus. At least be classy and be like Lamar Jackson, where you just try to run into the into yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like that's another classic, classic shitter moment. Um, oh, but, I love it. But though. yeah, DK Metcalf, meme of the week for me. What about what's your second one? We each do two or three, maybe two. We'll do two each. Right. So what's your second All one? Right. Okay, we're gonna go with the double doink, the game that we didn't talk about. Because maybe because it was in London. Maybe it was because it was too early for us. Maybe because the teams just are very mid. <laughs> but Especially the Saints. Saints kicker, Will Lutz. Clutch, clutch 61-yard field goal today to tie the game with about a minute left in the Vikings and Saints game in London, giving putting on a show for the London fans. Then Vikings drive down the field, and they kick a field goal. And for the first time, a kicker doesn't blow it in the clutch for them. So what the Saints do, they come back down the field. Andy Dalton, who looks like seven years ago, Andy Dalton, who is actually competent, drives down the field. And again, Will Lutz has a chance to make a 60-yard field goal to tie the game and send it to OT. Can you really make two 60-yard field goals back-to-back? Is his name Justin Tucker? Will he be put on the upper echelon of Mount Rushmore of kickers? Will he put his face up there? No, because double doink. It hits off, was it the left post? Off the left post, then off the crossbar. And it doesn't go in. And they lose. And the Saints are still frauds. Just like Eagles fans, hope for them. About to give the Eagles a top five pick, but here and there, nor there. Um, yeah, that was a pretty exciting game. I know we didn't cover it, but it deserves at least a mention for that moment, for that meme. And yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, Justin Jefferson, fantasy owners, they could, they could sleep easy yeah. again, knowing that he went off once more. Yes, sir. I will say about this game, I don't, I don't know how much rough ball there was go, going on, but there's like, a little, there's a little rough there, ball. Out there too. was a little rough ball, but like it's in London. We want to give the, the Londonites, we want to give the English an, a good game so that they want to watch football. Um, you know, I mean, Will Lutz with that 60-yard kick really put the foot in football. It was cra- crazy. It could have been good from, like, 65. Uh, and then the 61-yarder had the distance. It just, oh, just hit that left upright and then off the crossbar. Cody Parkey-esque. Um, what a great game that was. Uh, but my meme of the week, second one, I'll go with – we haven't talked about this game at all. Raiders versus Broncos. So, Broncos – can't remember who it was, but somebody, oh, it was Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon was running and it was like deep in Raider territory and he fumbled and the Raiders guy picked it up and he basically ran like uncontested all the way down the sideline for, for a scoop and score. And then Broncos left tackle Garrett Bowles just like is trying to tackle him, but he's really far away and he just yeets it like across the field and misses him by like five yards. What a beast. It was just so funny because like all the memes that came out there, like, oh, you're so close, Garrett. Like, like we love the effort. 
And uh, yeah, it's just a, a classic funny moment. It, it, it was kind of like me trying to like be something as an athlete. Like you got so close, but you're really not that good. You're really, you were really <laughs> far away. That, that's, what that, that's what that meme was really for me. Yeah, that was pretty good. Also, I can't believe I picked Derek Carr to win me a survival pick game. And he, he throws for it. under 200 yards. And I win. Let's go. Dude, you know why? Because the Broncos suck. Dude, I'm just the a survival Broncos... pick. I'm the survival pick beast. No no one can stop me. You are. Five and up. You are. You're three for four. Or four for four. Excuse me, right? Yeah, yeah four, four for four. four. Sorry, not five and up. I'm two for four. God, Kelvin's one for four. Yikes. Yeah, but you did sell because you didn't make any other picks. You only ended up with two points on the that's, week. There's only one that matters. The only one the that only, matters. The only one that gets you to talk. All right. Well, yeah, that was my meme of the week. Uh, another I was thinking of Lions defense, basically a big 12 defense. They've allowed so many points. Um, They're so good at, at getting garbage time points. Oh, <laughs> so good. All of their games this season, Eagles, this game and the Eagles game are the exact same carbon copy where, you know, they're down for most of the game. And then they make a comeback with Jared Goff just absolutely going off for my fantasy team, which was awesome. And then they come so close. It's like, it's like you're making cookies and you have all the ingredients, except that one tiny ingredient that'll make the cookies cracked. And they just, they miss that ingredient. And then, so they don't win the game and the cookies don't taste good. That's exactly what the Lions have. Like they, they do so many things right and they do, yet they do so many things wrong. And now they're one in three because of it. And then the Vikings game, they just blew in the last two minutes. Um, and then the commanders, they just kicked their ass. Um, but yeah, also I mean, the Lions, the Lions scored 45 points without Amon Ross St. Brown or DeAndre Swift. It's just kind of crazy to think about. Dude, every game the Lions are in, just bet the over. I know we haven't talked yeah, about yeah. sports bets enough. But, yeah, that's some advice I'm going to give. Just bet the over on every Lions game. I mean, would you expect the Seahawks to score 48? Do you think the Lions-Seahawks game is going to be 48-45 to 45 at the end of the game? No way. So just just bet the over every time. That's a fact. Um, oh, I almost won a sick bet this week. I didn't actually place it. I don't really place bets. But I come up with them in my head all the time. Jags money line, Bengals money line to make them no undefeated teams left. Could have won a lot of money, but the Jags sold at the end. Uh, so that would have been sick. But I'm going to see if there's any games next week. NFL week five. Any all best right, well, bets I got? Any any best bets? Okay, while you're doing that, I'll just quickly gloss over. All right, the Chiefs just beat the Buccaneers as we're recording this. Yeah. You know, we were talking about last week is Tom Brady slowing down a little bit. So you guys receivers back, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And yeah, he had three touchdowns, 385 yards. Obviously, they lost their defense a little foo, a little overrated. Um, obviously, when they get, get a turnover, looks like Patrick Mahomes just carved them up. Actually, they did get a turnover. They got a pick. But, yeah, got carved up a little bit. So, yes, I mean, not too much to put into that game. Obviously, you know, Chiefs are probably favored, and they're looking good right now. Bouncing back. Yeah. After Unbelievable. Spending. Mahomes was great. Brady was great as well. If you check his stat line, he was very good. Just a couple yeah, turnovers. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, I was trying to – I wasn't really paying attention. But uh, just the defense was – oh, we were talking about the Buccaneers' defense. I thought the Bucs' defense was going to win them this game. That's why I picked them. Brady coming off a loss is almost unstoppable. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but uh, I was close. Uh, at least I got 10 wins. I could get 11 wins. You only have one. Uh, <laughs> but my best bet for next week 
is going to be Seahawks plus four. Right now, the, the line is Saints minus four. I don't know who the hell concocted that line. I know they're going to get Kamara and Michael Thomas and Winston probably back next week, but I still like Seattle at plus four. Um, I don't know. I just oh. feel like I looked at that and my eyes widened. So I feel like I had to take it. So that's Wait, my best bet. Sorry, week. I wasn't paying attention. It's Seahawks Saints. It's in New Orleans, but the Saints are four points. Seahawks so. are plus four. Oh my yeah. God. Bet the money yeah. line. No, I know. I just wanted to give one one pick for the fans. But also, I just checked my fantasy bet. team and my, and not the league with you. I lost by three oh, points. Did I beat you? Clyde Edwards Alaire almost got me to win that game. And oh, I yeah, he needed like 30, points. and he was really good today. Oh. Pain. Yeah, that is pain, man. Also, Yikes. yeah, it seems... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, sorry, what were you saying? Before, no, before... Well, yeah, what are you talking about? You're talking about your fantasy team? I was... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to sign off, pretty much. Okay, wait, I want to ask you one more question before we sign off. I am up 21 points, and he has Jeff Wilson and Matt Gay. And it's half PPR. What chance do I have? Jeff Wilson's the running back for the Niners. Say 40, 42. 42. So you give you give my opponent a 58% chance. Honestly, it's nah. really if tight. You me, if you told me anywhere between 40 to 60%, I'd say that's about right. Okay. Because honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning a little bit down. Or up 21. The, 49ers, the 49ers could kick field goals. No, no, no. Matt Gay's on the Rams. Matt Gay's on the Rams. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Even though the Rams could kick a lot of field goals. I mean, I'm looking at Matt Gay's style line. I hope I, he had six fantasy points, seven fantasy points, nine fantasy points. Jeff Wilson this season, also starting the year as a backup, four, 11, and 10. So I think I have, I have a chance, but if Wilson scores a touchdown, it's probably a neg- like neg- negligible chance. There you go. I got the word. Um, but yeah, I really need to win this game. It's gonna be one of my best friends from home, and he's gonna let me hear it if I don't win. So I really need that one. So pray for me, everybody. Monday night football tomorrow night. Rams 49ers. Otherwise, uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Remember, if you want to check us out on TikTok at triple triple threat on the hill three, uh, and YouTube shorts at triple threat on the hill. Um, we're gonna keep chugging along week by week. We'll we'll get Kelvin back next week. But otherwise, uh, have a good week, guys. We're going to talk about your team. They suck. Peace.